Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up Uninhibited. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How you doing, buddy? Oh man, um, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling accomplished. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I think yesterday I had a had a no- another nocturnal uh, anxiety attack. Um, those are awful. Like, I think for a while there, like when COVID started, um, I I got off my diet and was just eating like shit. Um. I don't, here's the thing that's confusing. A lot of the time, Josh, when I have these attacks, they feel the same. And I do honestly think they're linked to my food because when I'm eating healthier and better and not as much, I don't have these attacks. But then when I eat too much and I eat garbage food, I have an attack, Mm. but it's not, it's not like, it's not a one-to-one situation. Like sometimes I could go and have like a whole day of like pizza and ice cream and then nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then one night, like I have some fucking uh, fish fillets and boom, it happens. And it just, it's hard to describe, but um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. I need to see a doctor about it, but it's a little harder, easier said than done right now on the plus side. Um, I'm back on a diet of eating better. And uh, hopefully I'll be getting my license very soon. Dude, that's awesome. Have I ever told the you story know. about have I told the story about why I don't have my license on the podcast? Yes. Okay, I thought so. Yes. Because a lot of people ask that told. and I'm just like I'm like, it's a long story. It is. Um, yep. but we have we have you have told it on here before, yeah. yeah. I don't remember the episode title exactly i think it was like greg is finally becoming a real boy yeah uh something <laughs> along those lines and that's when you got your learners and started driving and told the story yeah yeah okay <clears throat> so i thought it's it sucks like I, I've, I've had a bunch of people ask me like you're 30 you know 35 36 37 why don't you have your license and i'm just like do you have 20 minutes 30 minutes yeah. um it's a long fucking annoying story and and uh I always tell people not from lack of trying, but what my dad and I were talking about was um, since I'm still a little too big, one of the situations that stopped me from getting my license at any point in time was when I, when the lady came to the car, my stomach touched the steering wheel and she said that that's an obstruction and she cannot give me the test unless I get a vehicle where my stomach is not touching the steering wheel. Yeah. Um, because the car that my dad and I have, my stomach does touch the steering wheel, not enough to obstruct any kind of driving. Um, uh, I know that they're not going to allow me to take it in that car. So we're thinking about going and renting um, like a big ass fucking like SUV or something for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like the day before we have to return it, going to the DMV and taking my test. There you go. But it'll be nice. It'll be nice to to have that kind of freedom, finally. Yeah, dude, I miss driving. Um, 
I was supposed to have gone to have my eval done. And I, I, I was like, you know what? Let's just wait. Because there's really only one place that I like to go. And that's the comic book shop. And until all this shit kind of gets back to normal, I don't have a need to go personally. Because I'm claustrophobic. Um, then I know that. Yeah, I'm extremely claustrophobic, so I hate anything on my face. Um, ah. So if I absolutely don't have to go somewhere, I'm not. Uh, Misty can, you know, she is the designated runner. She can go out and get things for me, and it's easy for me to call the comic shop and say, Hey, Brian, I need this, this, and this. Misty's on her way to pick it up, and he'll pull it aside, set it on the counter, and when she gets there, you know, pays for it and brings it home. I miss going up there. I miss going for the mini painting classes, and you know, because those are always fun days. But I'm extremely claustrophobic, dude. One thing I can't stand, like if I'm if I'm in a vehicle and the heat's on, it cannot hit me in the face. I can't stand hot air hitting me in the face or I freak the fuck out. Um, like, I don't, I, I'll say this much. I wouldn't, I, I dislike that a lot too, but I definitely don't have the extra reaction you do to it. I can say that. Much. Oh no, it's, it's bad. Like it's, it's really bad. So yeah, I was just, I called him and I was like, look, I know I'm supposed to be there this week, but there's really only one place I like going. And, you know, the main thing is, like, on long trips, when we go to meetups, conventions, gatherings, what have you, out of, this, out of you know, either in northern Virginia or out of state, um, that's really when Misty is like, I really wish you had your license right now because she hates driving on the interstate, and I don't mind it a bit. I just can't. Right. Um, and that's only like three, four times a year. So I'm like, until everything mellows out, I'm just going to put it off because. Why couldn't it be? Well, it is. I, left? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Uh, the, the, the left knee is the bad knee and the right ankle was the bad ankle. So now I've got a good ankle. Still got a bad knee, but you know, I'm going to keep that one. Well, I was meaning more than like uh, if if you had got if it was your left foot that you got taken off, then you'd still be able to drive. There wouldn't, yeah, there would. I would just wouldn't be able to drive a fucking uh, clutch, yeah. yeah. Which I can, Misty can doesn't like to. I learned on a clutch, had a clutch for fucking years. Uh, Misty never had one. We bought one. She didn't like driving it, and. Yeah, I I think yeah. I learned how to drive a clutch the very first time I was driving. Like my dad had a like a Chevy Nova that was from the nineties. I want to say I might be wrong I about that. But I know it's a little red yeah, car. I don't think they had a Nova in the nineties. <laughs> um, again, I I I I know that it was a tiny red car and it was definitely a Nova. Um, but uh, it was it was a stick shift, and I remember trying to learn how to drive in that and. Uh, that was an unmitigated disaster. I was like fucking 15 or something like that. That was the only stick I ever learned how to drive. 
And again, I, I wouldn't remember how to fucking drive one now. So, I mean, the day I got my learner's permit, my stepdad took me to the DMV and uh, got my learners and got in the truck and he got in the passenger seat and he said, you're driving. I was like, what? He said, you're driving. I was like, uh-uh. He said, oh, uh, yeah, you're driving. I was like, God, this sucks. <clears throat> but he taught me to drive a stick right at the end. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I was nervous as fuck. And only scared him one time. Uh, <laughs> I can't say that about said, my dad and me driving. <laughs> I scared him one time because there's this one curve on the way to the house. And it's not very far from the house, maybe half a mile. Um, had a little trick to it and I hit the start of it fine, but I didn't follow it fine. So I drifted in the other lane. He said, boy, I'm glad there was nothing coming. We've been killed right now. He said, please don't do that again. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that though, but yeah. Um, but where we live, man, there's just not a lot of places I like to go because really other than the comic book shop, the only other place to go is, you know, a shitty fast food restaurant or Walmart or, yeah. you know, some other store. And it's like, I can get anything I need online. My, so, my biggest thing is like, I'm such a fucking introvert that I, I'm thriving in this pandemic. Like the only thing that sucks is that when I go to the grocery store, or have to go to a different store entirely that I have to wear a mask. You know, I, that's the only mm -hmm. thing that sucks other than, and I'm fine with it. Um, but, like, I don't really like leaving my house. Uh, like, I'll, I'll go to somebody else's house and I'll go to, like, an event or something like that. But, like, when I'm back home, I'm so fucking happy. Oh, yeah. Like, I, 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 am, I am not, like, a let's go do something fun kind of guy. My, my friends are, are constantly talking about going camping in, in August. And, and they won't invite me because they know that I hate it. Yeah. Um I used to love camping when I was younger. Now I'm just like, eh, I don't fucking care. Um you know, I I don't know, man. When I was younger, I hated being at home. <clears throat> I didn't want to be at home for anything. I wanted to always be gone doing something because that's where the fun was, not at home. As I've gotten older, I've learned to learn how to have fun at home and appreciate being home. Right. So, yeah, while I am what some people would call a social butterfly, I'm a very social person in person. You know, I'm very social online as well. I don't have to leave the house to get that. But, you know, I do make the exception for, like, conventions and uh other gatherings at people's homes, things like that. You know, what I would really love is a nice fucking cookout right about now. <clears throat> <laughs> that's that's you, a, man. That's the thing about me is like, I like to do those things. I like to go to conventions and go, you know, to people's houses for a cookout or whatever. And it's, it, it, it's fun. I like, I don't, I don't dislike it just because I'm an introvert. I think it's just, it turns into the situation where, and I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding where I'm coming from, but it is exhausting for me. 
I have to rest. Like if I'm not rest up, rested up going to one of these things, I'm exhausted the whole time. And people mm-hmm. notice that they're just like, Greg, are you okay? You getting enough sleep? And I'm just like, oh, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm tired. Like, like I just, I don't think people understand a lot of the time an introvert's personality type. I think they, uh, you know, they, they think like, oh, an introvert just doesn't like to talk to people. It's like, no, there's a lot more to it because we like talking to people. There's not an introvert that's like that introverted. Um, there's a few, but for the most part, you're right. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work for us to go out of our comfort zone. If that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's healthy for us to go out of our comfort zone, but man, it is, it is, it's just exhausting. So like, I agree. So when I went to a, uh, I would go to like, um, conventions and stuff like that. And, uh, I would make the mistake of going with other introverts and I would end up having to be the extrovert at the time. And like, Oh man, when I would go home, I'd fucking just pass the hell out. Yeah. I'm like, I just need to recharge. That's why I love the, especially it's especially awkward and draining when you go up and tell Matt Groening that, you know, (laughs) Hey, you're my dad. You raised me. Yeah. That was my first convention. What do you want from me? Oh, on that note, uh, um, there's a couple conventions that said they were going, they were, they were going to be starting up and like still doing stuff in, in, in the summertime. And I'm just like, that seems like a real bad idea. Well, I know there are some that are, that have pushed back to like late July, uh, things that were scheduled in June. They've pushed them back a couple of months, late July, August, I know one was pushed back from July to September, um, but <clears throat> sorry, they're smaller shows. So what they're doing, they're going to require, depending on how everything is going at the time, everybody on in panel rooms or sales floor maintain uh, required social distancing practices face masks at all times. Uh, if they can only have a certain capacity, then they'll limit people. You know, as one goes out, one can I'll, go in. Those kind of much. things. I'll say this much. Conventions are not a necessity by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't care what anybody says. If you think that going to a convention, not you, you, but people, uh, yeah. think going to a convention is, is something you need to have in your life right now, then you're not paying attention to the medical professionals. Um, I'm sorry, but like, I know we all want things to go back to the way they were, but they're not going to. The, this virus isn't just going to magically disappear. The, the closest that we have to a vaccine for it is like fucking January. Yeah. So like, and, and that, that will be a medical marvel in itself. Right. It's, it's, and there's still so much that's not known. Uh, well, the other problem that we have right now is I said that there was going to be a spike and like a lot of people were saying there's going to be a spike in, in, in June. And there is right now. There currently is, but not because. And it's not because of all the protesting. It's because Memorial Day, everybody's like, fuck yeah, let's go have our Memorial Day barbecues. It's partially because of the protesting. A lot of the cities well, have massive protests have had huge spikes in numbers. 
Well, yeah, but it takes seven to 14 days to incubate and get tested then. So this initial spike you're seeing is probably from Memorial Day, and you're going to see even more spiking in the next two weeks. You're very, you're, yeah, that's very true. I didn't even think about it from that perspective. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, um, like, I know, like, again, I know it sucks. I know it's fucking terrible. And, and we want to protect our, our loved ones and all that jazz, but you guys got to be patient. You just have to be patient. I know it sucks. Just don't fucking kill grandma because you have to go to a convention. Yeah. If you're going to be out there and doing anything, then be out there, you know, protesting, working for positive changes in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, go go to the grocery store, get your food, get necess- necessary items for home. You know, I get well, all a, that. That's the other thing that kills but, me, Josh, is like it's actually fairly easy to uh, prevent yourself from catching the virus. All you have yeah. to do is wash your hands, not touch your face, and cover your mouth and nose with the cloth. Like, it ain't that difficult. It's not that big of a fucking sacrifice. Yeah, but you know, I'm, I know, and I, I know you're a different different situation. But you're being smart about it. You're like, well, I know that if I leave and I put a mask on, I'm gonna have a fucking a panic attack because I'm claustrophobic. But uh, but you're like, I'm not going to do that, so I'm just going to stay inside. That like you're, you're handling it from a intelligent perspective. Um, what I'm saying is, like, if people have to go I mean, out, like, take precautions. I mean, you say I'm handling it from an intelligent perspective, but of course, some people would say that I'm a sheep and I'm licking the boots of my corporate masters and I'm a fucking, uh, that's what kills me is a lot know. of these people will sit there and say, uh, and I know that you've experienced to say that we're like, we're just watching and absorbing media, like a, like a good little sheep or that we're, you know, again, listening to our corporate masters. And it's like, who, who do you think I'm listening to? Who do you think we're listening to? Because it surely is a fucking Walmart. No, fuck Walmart. I mean, it's- don't get me wrong. They carry items that I need that I can get easily. So do other places. And I purchased them online because I'm immune compromised. You know, um, fucking, I don't want my wife or my daughter to get sick. And I certainly, you know, after almost dying two years ago, kind of don't want to fucking get close to it again. Uh, that, that really sucked. Um, so yeah, I'm not risking it until I know that until there's more known about this virus, you know, what is the actual survivability? Because, Hey, looking at the info on Johns Hopkins university, it's, you know, like 8% globally die. Yeah. Um, like, Right now, the contraction rates in the upper 30 percentage of the population's getting it. Like 37 or 38 percent. I won't name uh, this particular person. But and I the recovery, to. the recovery rate's only been like 1.8 percent, or no, it's a little bit higher. But there is still a lot unaccounted for that have not recovered that are still with it 
Now, what were right. you going to say? I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I, I realized that you were still giving out stats, and I was like, whoops. I turned to interject there at the wrong time. Uh, the um, I saw I literally saw a guy on, on Facebook. I won't name names, but he, in one post, I shit you not, posted a thing about um, a... Uh, like that we need to get the country back up and running. People need to go back to work because you have a uh, 99% chance survival rate with this, what he calls the flu. Um, and then literally in a, in a very, the very next post was trying to counter black lives matter was saying all lives matter. And I just thought that was so fucking ironic considering <sighs> that if you truly believe all lives matter, then why are you protesting the virus? Exactly. Exactly. It, you're it, not. It, you're bitching because you were inconvenienced. Yeah. <clears throat> and as you've seen, I don't hold my tongue on social media, and I have literally made that post that you were inconvenienced. Boo fucking who? I don't care, and I laugh at your misery. I know that a lot of people will say, Josh, that like staying silent and not and not having those tough conversations is is really bad. Complicit. And I don't I don't disagree with that. But I do think that there is a time where you have to realize that that person that you might try to argue with is not going to listen to you. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I just don't have the energy right now to argue with this guy. Um, no, I get you. Yeah, because he's like I've watched him argue with other people, and all he does is throw sheep at like you're a sheep, you're just a sheep, like you just you just absorb media. Like he says the same like routine bullshit. He doesn't actually listen and argue properly. So I'm like, why why would I even comment? Yeah, because people like that they're not going to soften their stance even when presented with legitimate data and factual information. <clears throat> so I usually don't mess with them you know i like i like to have discussions i like to um post things that get people talking and asking questions i wish things would go smoother sometimes but some people just fucking come looking for a fight yeah and those are the ones that <clears throat> sorry i'm my throat those are the ones that I like to poke the bear. Um, I mean, it is, it is hey. fun to it is fun to to provocate somebody that you don't really know over the internet, especially when you know that their stance is not going to change. When you know that they're not going to have a civil conversation, I totally get that. Um, mm -hmm. I also I'm also in the ballpark of like this. There there are particular people that poking that trying to poke that bear is just going to make that bear repeat the same shit and walk away. And there you're like, yeah. what, what did I do? What did I do at the end of the day, but punch a brick wall. And it's like, it's, that's, it's worthless. Um, and, uh, and, and in the grand scheme of things it is, but in the moment it can provide wonderful entertainment. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think it's a case by case basis. Like, <clears throat> absolutely. Like a particular Blevins? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say the name, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think uh, it I had, I, had, I had so many people. <laughs> no, no. He would never listen to us. Um, 
for those of the, you that are curious, like what? A few weeks back, I actually uh, made a post because of the people. This was directly targeting people who were bitching and protesting that a mask was unconstitutional. And I'm like, it's in the fucking Article 10 of the fucking Constitution under the fucking, uh, uh, the, uh, Commerce Clause, you know, CDC guidelines. This is where the federal authority comes in when there is something like a pandemic. They have the rights to enforce things like wearing a face mask. And, you know, doing research, I'm like, holy shit, during the fucking Spanish influenza pandemic of 1918, this same shit was happening then. There were people that were protesting having to wear face masks and bitching and throwing a fit. And I was like, wow, we really just never learn as a species. There's no hope for us as a species. I swear to God, until people can fucking, you know. I'll put it this way. I'm going to disagree with you on slightly on that because I do think that there's hope for us as a species. However, and this is the part that I think you have to keep in mind, it just takes a really fucking long time for us to learn. Yeah, Um, it takes more than 100 years, apparently. Apparently. Uh I hear a lot of people say that all the time. Like, there's no hope for us. And I'm just like, well, think about the shit that's happened in the past. Think about our history. And think about how long it took us to get to this point, even now. Um, Yes, you know, if you look at how black people were treated 400, 300, 200, 100, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 years ago, it has progressively gotten better. But the fight continues. If, oh, absolutely. If, if there was no fighting, if there was no proper legislation and, and, and change and whatnot, then things then that's would, when we've would, lost all hope. Yeah. Right. So I think history does two things. It can teach us to not repeat the same mistakes, but it can also teach us that hope can exist via few, viewing history. And um, uh, unfortunately, there's just a lot of people that have to fight. Um, have to fight really yeah. hard and um, because there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be hurdles, there's going to be horrible human beings like, I don't know, a man who decides to sit on a throne of lies and then blame a little old man for provocating the police, which he didn't do. Oh, I know. Uh, you heard about that, yeah? Oh, I've seen the video. 75-year-old man in Buffalo walking up to the uh, reaction uh, the uh, Emergency task force or whatever they called right. themselves. Did you, did you Their emergency what? response team. Yeah, I saw what happened. Did, did, and did I saw Trump? I saw what he said. Okay. I was yeah. just making sure that's that's the part. That's yeah. like I know but you for said anybody that. out there for anybody out there that is listening that is not familiar in Buffalo, a seventy five year old man, and there were only maybe twenty protesters on the sidewalks in that area. They weren't in the streets. He was returning a helmet to the police, Yep. Uh, their emergency response team, and two guys shoved him so fucking hard he fell over backwards and busted his head, literally cracked his fucking skull on the concrete sidewalk, and blood immediately starts pouring from his ears. 
and the cops like one cop bit down to try to help him and they shoved you know the other cop shoved him along those two cops got suspended without pay the entire 57 members of that emergency response unit resigned in solidarity because they felt that it was unfair and i'm sorry that's fucking bullshit. And then for that orange goddamn mango Mussolini to fucking say, well, he obviously, it was a setup. You know, he's he was there to incite that. He was, that was planned, whatever bullshit. Antifa, he's Antifa provocator is what he said. Yeah. Antifa, my God. You know so what? He was- here's, here's a reality check for anybody out there. Antifa is not an organization. It's, it's not. a fucking... It's it literally is a shortening. It is anti-fascist. So if you oppose fascism, you're Antifa. There's no fucking meeting hall. There's no membership dues. There's no secret handshake. It's not a fucking organization. It can't, can't be being a terrorist group. You can't donate to it. You're either Antifa or you're not. If you're against fascism, which I am, you're Antifa. Yeah. Anybody that thinks, I'm sorry, you're just drinking the wrong fucking Kool-Aid if you believe <laughs> that they're a ter- terrorist organization. Well, I saw a guy say recently that I thought was very poignant into this, and it was like, it doesn't matter if you are Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, Green Party, <clears throat> uh, what the fuck ever. If your president, if the person running your country is willing to throw an old man under the bus for something that was clearly on video and was wrong. Mm-hmm. You need to oppose that. Period. Absolutely. Um, um, and I, because of that tweet last night or yesterday, by the way, I saw a ton of Republicans come out of the woodwork and were like, well, "I guess we're voting blue this year." Like, swear to, it was. I was like, "Oh my god, is this is this the hope I needed?" <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of things that need to be changed um, for the betterment of society. You know, everything is so divisive, and it all comes down to political alignment anymore. And it's like when we had Dante on here last week, you know, it doesn't need to be the way it is. It needs to be the people against the people in power. Yeah, and the people in power want to hold just the common people in check. Uh, and I, I know I mentioned this this to you off air, but John Oliver on last week tonight uh, on HBO Sunday night had an incredible fucking segment where he was talking about the current situation with police, systemic racism, things like that. You know, and how did we get here? Well, that's the thing. The country was built that way. And laws have been made continually to keep it that way. And it's time to get rid of these terrible policies because, yes, there are good cops out there. I know good fucking cops. I have family members who are good fucking cops. I have very good friends who are good fucking cops. But good cops must also enforce terrible policies and our police are overextended with the fucking um the 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 responsibilities that we've heaved upon them 
It's like, oh, hey, this problem needs solved. Call the cops. Oh, hey, we need this done. Call the cops. Oh, hey, we need this done. Call the cops. They're supposed to protect and serve. Protect and serve. Be like the town yard, so to speak. And they're the catch-all for almost everything now. Yeah. And as a result, they don't have the proper like de-escalation training that they should have or crisis management training, things like that go unnoticed. And I want, I want anybody listening to this particular episode to understand something. There's a phrase going around right now that's defund the police. You have to understand that the term defund in the government does not mean take money away. When NASA was quote-unquote defunded, they didn't lose all their money. They didn't lose all their funding. They just lost a portion of it. When our when the um, uh, director of education, I can't remember her fucking name for the life of me. Betsy DeVos. Betsy DeVos defunded the, the, the uh, education system. She didn't take all the money away. She just defunded some of it. And so when you hear the term defund the police... Don't argue, well, what are you going to do if the, if there's no cops? Well, there wouldn't be no cops if we defunded the police. We would just take away a lot of their funding that they don't need. Yeah, um, yeah. And those funds would be, then be reappropriated to things like, oh, housing crises, you know, public housing, um, mental, mental health, health. Uh, yeah, mental health facilities, things like that. Camden, New Jersey has done this. And in the past several years, they have taken their fucking statistics down to the lowest, their crime statistics down to the lowest they've been since the 80s. Their uh, violent uh, encounters are down 95%. Their complaints against them are down like 87%. These are things that are in that segment that John Oliver was talking about in that. So it's a very... It's a wonderful episode. I'm actually going to link it in the notes. Uh, it's free to watch on YouTube. John Oliver uh, it's is a about, fucking is a, is a, he's a blessing in disguise. Well, not disguise. He's just yeah. he just is a blessing. Like he's had yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of episodes on on his show about crises in America. And the thing that yeah. he always runs into every fucking time is like, well, you're not even American. It's like, no, he is American. He's, he's he a, has he's he he is a he is a dual citizen British and American. He has his U.S. citizenship. Is, he can even vote. <laughs> mm-hmm. That I just oh, it's man. so it's so interesting to me how little people know about how our government runs. Yeah, um, and and he brings up the the fact, and this is something I've talked about. You know, the with the Black Lives Matter movement and this defund the police that's come about and all the protests that are going on nationwide, everybody's looking for sweeping change. And a friend of mine, uh, you and he got into a spat online and he blocked you. And, you know, uh, he and I have maintained civil conversations and everything. I've known him since fucking kindergarten. He and I, you know, clearly don't see eye to eye on everything, but he he does. Oh yeah. He blocked you a while back. Um, huh. But, uh, yeah, it was a few weeks ago. Um, but, you know, one of the things he says is like, look, he's like, I admire what you're doing and all, speaking out and everything, but that's not going to change anything. I was like, something's got to give. He's like, it's not enough. He's like, we need a lot more changed. He's like, and this is what I've always tried to argue. I was like, okay, 
you, how, how so? He's like, well, we need fucking serious police reform. And we do. We do. But that's just the tip of the iceberg because there are so many policies that have been enforced and enacted over the centuries that are designed uh, basically to promote inequality. And those things have got to change. And we have to keep pressure on you know, we're not asking for anarchy. We're asking everybody being treated equal, you know. And I think with the cops having less put on them and having proper de-escalation training and not just like an eight-hour seminar on it, I'm talking like, you know, quarterly training. Uh, everybody has to attend, you know, here and there. Uh, you know, funds programs put in place for mental health, you know, better mental health in the communities. Uh, and everything starts on a community level. Everything starts on a community level. Communities have to be willing to change. You got to yeah. be willing to accept the change and work for the change. Keep those pressures up. It's not just simply, okay, I'm going to make a tweet about it. I'm going to make a Facebook post about it. And I'm part of the fight. Yeah, small part, but that's not it. You can't just be comfortable with doing that. You know, contact your fucking community leaders, your representatives. That's what they're there for. They need to represent. They need to listen. We have to push for it. It's not going to change if we don't push yeah. for it. If, you're, if your representatives that got voted in are not willing to listen to you, then you need to vote them out. Put in a, put in a new representative. That's exactly what you do. That, like, you know, we have more power than I think a lot of people realize. And people here over the course of time have heard like, oh, well, they're the government, so they run things. No, we run things. Straight the fuck up. We run, we run things. And if they aren't willing to listen, then they're trying to be a totalitarian government, and that's what we need to fight against. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what if your community is not willing to change? Like, I live in a very small community. Uh, very small. Like I've said before, there's about 1,400 people in the town that I live. Uh, it's a very red area, but there's there's uh, a lot of progressive-minded people here, and they're essentially younger people. What's really people funny my, to me, Josh, is that people a lot my of people, age and younger. What's really funny is a lot of people who are conservative or um, you know Republican, they're actually a lot more. Uh, um, progressive than then it's always pictured. Like, oh, I know. I know. I know some people who always vote Republicans, but yet when you have conversations with them, well, do you think this should be this way or do you think it should be that way? They always say they support the more progressive solutions. And I was like, then why do you vote against those interests? I don't. I was like, look at the platforms that your candidates that you support, look at what they're pushing, look at what they vote for. And here's the thing. Legislature, a lot of it is easily found and you can see who votes for what. Oh yeah. Uh, so a lot of look at what the things public. you believe in. Mm -hmm. That information's out there for a reason. It's up to us to keep up with it. There's you a know, and that's the thing. We uh, that's the thing. We stopped caring and figured, eh, 
it'll take care of itself. No, it's not taking care of itself. And it, it, it sucks. We need to, we, we have to keep up pressure and push for the changes that we, we need. Yeah. I think anyway, a lot you of, were going to say, uh, I kind of forgot a little bit. <laughs> there was a bill. <clears throat> oh, thank you. Um, there's a bill that's trying to be passed right now. I don't remember the name. I want to say the ease something, ease, the ease act or something like that. But basically like, it's it's this whole like uh, uh, protection of the internet, like it's it's disguised as something that's beneficial for us, but it's not. Um, it's basically going to limit what we can do with social media and what uh, the government can restrict on social media. Mm -hmm. um, it completely violates, like I want to say, the Fourth Amendment. Um, and uh, the problem is, is that it's not well known what people like that people know about it because as much as I don't want to hate MSNBC and in, in CNN, um, I mean, I, I hate Fox news, but um, uh, they are not showing it. They're not talking about it. Um, unfortunately, news is still news and news will always be, if it bleeds, it leads, you know, yeah. uh, MSNBC literally like shortly after um, the, uh, all the riots had ended and it was just protests at that point. They literally posted an image. Um, actually it was a short video on their, on their channel about protests and a city being on fire. You want to know what the footage was? Cause it wasn't real. It was literally a shot from world war Z. Oh yeah. I saw that. Um, like, yeah. I'm very critical all the time of our news organizations and I hate 24 hour news. Oh, I do too. I do um, too. If you're listening to pundits, you're listening to the wrong people. You just straight up are. Absolutely. Um, like, yes, John and, Oliver is a pundit technically, but John Oliver is a different kind of pundit because he's, he is an independent. he's an independent. He, yes, he does offer uh commentary on these facts and his opinion on the facts but they're still presenting you with facts you can you can tell the uh, difference between an opinion <clears throat> and giving facts exactly um whereas news organizations there's a clear bias yeah i love anderson cooper but dude yeah his entire <clears throat> show is biased yeah I, 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 I'm never going to deny that. Yeah, I'm a I'm a very left leaning progressive guy, but hey, I don't get all my news from CNN. Nope. <laughs> I look at multiple sources. Um, I look at independent sources, uh, cross reference, and three different. You know, for example, three different stories be presented seven different ways on fucking. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, uh, Business Insider, Forbes, BBC, Al Jazeera. You have to look at everything and look at the spin that they put on it, you know, and make decisions for yourself. Just fucking hell. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's the thing that I think kills me the most. Like, people just don't do their due diligence. No, no. Uh, you know, uh, and as much as I can't stand Fox News... I respect the fuck out of Chris Wallace. I mean, uh, I don't know if I could <clears> say that just because I don't. I don't think I watch Chris Wallace 
ever. <laughs> well, there you go. He is, he will speak out. He, he, uh, I know I've heard the name, but I, I don't, I don't really know who Chris, I mean, I know who Tucker he's, is a piece of shit. He, but. He's, he, he is a, yeah. Chris Wallace is 72 years old. He's, he's been in the game for a while. He's, you know, he's, uh, he's a respected journalist. I'm going to send you the link. Okay. Uh, I know guys. Yeah. That, yeah sorry. Yeah. We, <laughs> We talked about before recording. We we're like, let's talk about some fun stuff this time, and not so many pol- so much show politics. But we're, we're 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 going to get to that. You know, sometimes conversations drift, and that's just how they naturally flow. Um, yeah. Okay, I know Chris Wallace is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's. I wasn't picturing his face. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, I'm mean, just saying. You know, we don't want. We just we're want just you tired to do. Of... Sorry, I was gonna yeah. say I was gonna say the same thing you're gonna say. Just like just, just do the research yourself. Don't rely on news so much. Like if you hear something on the news, do what I do. Back when I was younger, um, I watched a detective story. And the detective in the story, and I don't remember what fucking movie or if it was a game or whatever, was like to get the truth out of a, out of any situation, you have to talk to multiple sources and then discern the the similarities in the, in the situation to determine what the truth is. And I went, oh shit, okay. So like what I I used to do then with people that my friends that were like fighting or something like that, I'd hear both sides, take all the the similarities out, and then that was the truth. And then I would talk to them and say like, so here's what happened. To which then they were just like Jesus Christ, and then I I I even furthered that with the game uh, La Noir, like the Dude, game. I Noir love that game. That. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, that game wants you to figure out the truth by talking to everybody. Um, yeah. And uh, so I started using that with news. I started listening to multiple sources or multiple angles, and I would get the the similarities, and that was the truth. Um, I don't think enough people do that because they, they're lazy straight the fuck up. Like there are a ton of people talk about laziness when it comes to, uh, a job or something to that effect. And I'm like, a lot of people, a lot of these similar people are very lazy when it comes to, uh, how they get their information. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think they're just willing to accept whatever's being told to them and they don't, they don't look at multiple sources or they do what's even worse. And this is both sides. I am not pointing any fingers at any particular side. There is this, well, they said what I wanted to hear. So that's the truth. Confirmation bias. It really fucking sucks. Like I am constantly doing this thing where if there's some information that I think I know, I will look up, the rest of it to make sure that I'm either correct or incorrect. The other day, my dad and I were, yeah. uh, we were in the car. This is just this on a minor scale. We're in the car and I, I had my arm in the window cause I've been, I've been driving a lot and uh, the sun was beating right down on my arm and it was really fucking hot. And I was like, man, I'm going to, I need to get some sun sunscreen. So I'm going to get a, a sunburn on my arm. And he goes, Oh, you can't, you can't get a sunburn through glass. I was like, oh, yes, you fuck. fucking can. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I went, the fuck? Like, when the fuck was that ever said? And he was like, I've always been told you can't get a sunburn through glass. I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. 
So I looked it up. I straight up looked it up and I went to a website that uh, absolutely talked about what type of UV rays go through glass and stuff like this. Here's the thing, Josh, you cannot get a sunburn through glass. So really? there, are three, there are three types of UV rays. There's A, C, and or sorry, A, C, and B. So A, B, and C. Wow, what a dyslexic right there. Um, C gets stopped by the ozone layer immediately. It never C never passes the ozone layer. Uh, B and A are uh, what you usually get directly from the sun. Uh, glass stops B. Glass completely stops B, and B is what gives you a sunburn. A, huh. on the other hand, does not give you a sunburn, but A can still cause problems with your skin. Um, if you see a lot of drivers, their left arm will, will have a shit ton of uh, freckles because the, the, the USB, or sorry, USB, the, the UVA is still penetrating their skin and could cause skin damage and or cancer. Um, so mm -hmm. as you won't get a sunburn through glass, you can still get damage. So it's safer than well, your sunscreen. Yeah. I'll be um, damned. I always thought you could. Yeah. I, and my dad was sitting there and I looked at him straight up and I was like, you're right. You're absolutely correct. And, and, uh, and he was like, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I've been told. And then later I was just like, can you remember this next time we have an argument that if I'm wrong, you're, I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong. And he laughs because he, they, they like, my family likes to do this thing where they go, you you always think you're right. And you never admit when you're wrong. And I'm just like, the fuck I don't. <laughs> Y'all just ain't willing to look up the information. Yeah, yeah. And literally, I thought you could. I mean. I did, too. I did, too, until that very hmm. day. Well, I'll be I, even, I even, like, and that, that's the thing. I, I went to, I didn't just go to one website. I went to one no, you... that explained it in detail. And then I went to multiple websites that explained it. And, and it was like, yeah, this is the way that it works. I was like, holy shit, did not know. Huh. I'll be damned. I well. mean, I thought, I thought for years that. The um, the pyramids were built by slaves. They weren't. All those people you've ever seen in those in that footage, paid labor. Uh, yeah, there have, yeah. There have been people who've done uh, uh, still like excavating at the at the pyramids and doing a shit ton of research and learning about the Egyptians at that time. And straight up, they were not slave labor. Slave 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 labor. Which I I was like I did like my dad loves watching those history shows about that. Well, I remember a few years back. I mean, it's not been very long that they finally discovered how they moved such huge slabs, and they said it was in the hieroglyphic depictions all along, and they never realized what it was, like people wetting the sand in front of the blocks as they pulled the blocks along because it made them easier to move and the sand wouldn't pile up. And like, yeah, this, but this, but this goes into the idea of like, if you were upset that Pluto was no longer a planet, or if you've heard a fact that you thought for a long time, like Christopher Columbus was a murderous rapist. Um, uh, it's okay. That's the whole point of, of us learning and, and history and science and all that stuff is that, it's going to change. Like yeah. nothing is 100% concrete. A guy that I watch on Twitch who's... Uh, well, concrete's pretty much 100% concrete. I'm going to smack you. Um, <laughs> he's, getting his, uh, he's getting his master's in... Um, um, uh, oh my gosh. 
it's a biological it's a it's a biology study i don't remember what it is but um he's yeah, like I've, I've been following him for three foot plus years and he's been working on this masters for a long time but he um he was talking about how the thing about science that a lot of people don't really get is that you can't say anything is 100 definitive you just yeah. can't because the second that you do that you negate the possibility of it being false um, and that's the thing about science. You have to falsify science all the time. Um, so even though, you know, we're all pretty fucking sure that the earth is round, you have to have, like, you can sit there and say, I'm 99.9999% sure the earth is round because you have to leave that 0.0001% of what if you have to. Well, I mean, it's, it's not flat. <laughs> I mean, yes, but that the point it's the not point a perfect point. sphere. It is uh Oh, I get what you're saying. Yes. yes. It's it's not a perfect sphere. It's more of an egg-ish. It's, less than, it's less than round egg. it's round ish. But yeah. there's a lot of peaks and valleys, you know. No, it's but that's that's the point that I'm getting like that's the point he's getting at with that whole conversation is if you are so certain in your science and your in your thought of how history works or something to that effect that you are unwilling to listen to new information then you've already lost your yourself like you've you haven't yeah. it, it's gone um so like when my dad was like yeah they weren't slaves i was like uh or learning about the sun uh the uh, sunscreen the window is in sunburns uh I was totally willing to accept that I was wrong. I had new information. I had new facts right there. Um, I mean, that's the thing. And, you know, as you said, facts are, there's always new information to contradict old information. Yeah. And it's not so much, uh, well, you know, there's an agenda. I mean, come on, there is a political agenda from places and they're going to spin information. But like we're talking like actual factual information, data, things like that. Like the virus, you know, we're the situation. We're still learning about it, and there's going right. to be new information coming out on a regular basis until we understand it better. Yeah. That's just how it is. And something that was said three months ago may be vastly different today because of new information. Exactly. Uh, that doesn't mean they were feeding you a bunch of horse shit. They were feeding you what they knew at the time. Exactly. And now exactly. other things have come to find, you know, oh, wow. Okay. So this wasn't that way. Studies show now. It, it's, it's not like all of a sudden, oh, hey, look. Here's a new virus. We know everything about it all of a sudden, and we're going to have a cure for it within a year. No, they got to study it. They have to see reactions. They have to do all kinds of trials. And just because that information doesn't line up with initial information doesn't mean that you're now getting bad information. Don't fucking be, uh, I knew it. They're just lying to us all the damn time. <laughs> You're a sheep for believing them. Okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> anyway, enough about all that. Yeah, I just uh, my my thing is like when it, it that's all I wanted to get at was when it comes to when it comes to new information, be willing to accept that uh, you didn't know as, as you thought. That's all. Just willing to accept that you are now learning new things. That's the thing. I'm 37. My dad is 65. 
we're both like learning new things all the time, all the fucking time. Absolutely. I mean, and you, I and love, you should be willing to. I love like one of my things is I want to learn something new every day. You know, I like to find out new information. Uh, I like to find new sources of information. So, yeah, I watch a lot of things that can teach me, you know, like a lot of things on YouTube. And I know that's, I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to watch a flat earth video and learn something today. Oh, wow, look at that. I was wrong. Um, No, I mean, I watch things from reputable sources. Like when it comes to science videos, I love to watch things like Kyle Hill. Yeah, love his videos or like historical facts and information. One of my favorite guys to watch is Simon Whistler uh, because of the biographies he does and the geographies uh, videos that he does. You know, things like that. Love watching shit like that. Yeah, um, it's it's a lot of fun. I just think I, I think a lot of people, but us, have to take a lot of stuff also with a grain of salt. Exactly. I will also when I see one of those things i'll be i'll find a couple of websites that verify and say yeah this is the these things are true this is how this happened or at least based on all the information what we can perceive to be true and that's essentially what it is yeah Um, um well on a on a slightly less uh serious note i wanted to talk about what we did uh sunday um oh man that was a lot of fun (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i had an idea a while back uh i don't remember how i came up with the idea it might have been the the talk show that gary witta does like sparked my my imagination but i basically created a a trivia game show in animal crossing mm-hmm. um uh i found a sign that just says always open or uh, we're open so i just named the game show we're open um but yeah, the general idea is uh, three contestants and uh, very much like like Jeopardy, where you there, there's a series of categories and a series of questions. You don't have to answer the questions in the form of a question. Um, but uh, when, it, it, it's trivia questions based on that category. You just have yeah, to answer yeah. it correctly. Um, and we uh, the problem was is a lot of people weren't really excited about doing it like they i didn't have a whole lot of people joining and i was trying to figure out what i could do like to get people in and uh luckily i got michelle of half empty to be my uh, camera girl because she was able to um uh, set up the camera yeah and and then stream it which is how i was able to get the footage which i'll be slightly editing on my youtube channel and uploading it here soon it is uploaded technically i just need to edit it um yeah hidden (laughs) Um, gotcha. but, uh, it, it is but, really cool. If you don't care, I'm going to elaborate on this a little bit. Um, but, the, like there are a lot of games or a lot of items in animal crossing you can get and purchase for your house or whatever you want to decorate with. So Greg had podiums and on each podium, there was a bell, like a ring bell that you would see at like a wrestling match or a boxing match uh mma things like that so each podium had a uh, had a bell on it and there were two like tv style studio cameras set up and you had uh the number wheel in the back numbers one through eight you spin it and what else did you have set up there 
Um, oh, I had a just for the that when you open it, it shows money inside. Uh, just for aesthetic reasons, I had like some some lights and cameras. Uh, yeah, yeah, the lights. The those were un- like the 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 stuff that was necessary to the game show was the podiums, the bells, and then the uh, the platform in which because that's when you answer a question correctly, you get to go up on top of a platform and dig um, dig a spot out of the ground that has a random location of of bells or money. Um, yeah, a, ra- a random allocation. Yeah, I the way that I did that, by the way, is I as I I was like, okay, so it's eight by seven, so I need seven different denominations, and then eight of each of those, and so then I put those in different piles, um, and then I I don't remember how I think I randomized it by like a a, a rolling of a dice, um, but I wanted to make it as fucking random as possible, so. So you but, basically buried two million dollars worth of game 2. currency. Two point two. Two point two. Two point two. Yeah. And then we competed until either a all questions were answered or all plots of money were dug up. Yeah. If and, if if a question was wrong, if nobody could answer it, nobody dug up any plot of land. So I had my assistant Valere uh, dig up the remaining. And then I had a crown that is a that's worth a million bells as the grand prize, um, and uh, at the end I would ask a question that everyone would like Jeopardy bet a certain amount of their bells on, which Josh did all. <laughs> I went hard as a motherfucker. Uh, my my final I question. I lost everything. I forgot to write down a final question. Uh, so that was like spur of the moment question it really was i was just like uh what's my favorite shovel knight character um which isn't totally fair but i also didn't think any of you were gonna get it right <laughs> i didn't expect ryan to nail it with tinker knight um but uh i was like fuck plague knight <laughs> Nope. I, it's it was yeah, I should have had an actual trivia question, which I think I will this time. But also the other thing, all of the questions in this particular episode were, were video game based. I think I'm gonna expand that to more yeah. types of media next episode. Yeah, I mean you I, I think that would be beneficial, make it more like trivial pursuit in that aspect. Uh various categories and not everything. The sports thing. Oh my god, Greg fucking killed me. So I had a category called sports games, but it had almost nothing to do with sports games. So if you wouldn't nope. mind, Josh, I would like to read one of the one of the questions. I just got to pull it up real quick. Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead um, and read that very first one that made me want to punch you in the dick. I'm not sure which one was the very first one that I read. Oh. Uh, I got to find the trivia questions. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that, that's the first one. Is that the first one? No, this okay. This is here. Okay. No, god damn it. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, everybody. Give me one second. Craig's bad at this. There we go. Um, found it. I have a lot oh. of documents in my Google Docs. Um gotcha. so the first one I ever wrote, I actually like the way that Valer and I came up with this idea is he wanted to do a category that was um a bit of a of a a trick, if you will. Um, oh, it was I, absolutely a fucking trick. But not the a way bit he, of. What he wanted to do was something similar to how 
you don't know Jack does their questions. Um, where it's a completely different topic than the actual question, but it slightly relates. And I found that to be very fucking difficult to write. Yeah. So what I did instead was uh, I did basically like... Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, except for video games, and right. somehow tying it into a sports game. Yeah, so uh, Ken, so it's called Sports Games, and it was completely uh, as a, was a one-two punch. It was uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run was a baseball game that came out on the Super Nintendo in 1996. The game was... Loved by, that fucking game, by the way. It was fantastic, yeah. Uh, the game was developed by Rare, famous for the Banjo-Kazooie series. What is the name of the witch that terrorizes the titular heroes? The answer is yeah. Tilda. Has absolutely nothing to do with Ken Griffey Jr. Other than that, that that weird connection. My favorite one, though, my proudest one. And, and when Greg asked that question, I was like, "Wait, what?" It's <laughs> like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was like, "No." And then what kills me is in just the potpourri category, which is just any video game questions. You said. What video game did Michael Jordan make his first appearance in? And I was like, that's a sports question, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say these were sports questions. I just said, I just called the category sports games. Yeah, I'm going to categorize you as fucking I wanna read, dick punched. I want to read my favorite one, by the way. Um, this, one took, this one took me a little bit longer than the other ones, and I was very proud of it. Punch-Out, or more commonly known as Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, came to the U.S. shores in 1987. Mike Tyson tried his hand at plenty of fighting games, but none really took off. He later appeared in The Hangover with Bradley Cooper, Zach Galifianakis, and Ed Helms. Later, Ed Helms would voice the Wansler in the adaptation of the Dr. Seuss classic, The Lorax, developed by Illumination Entertainment, who happened to also be the creators of Despicable Me. The most famous thing to come from Despicable Me, uh, the Despicable Me franchise, are the ever-so-endearing Minions. There is one known video game on console that I could find where you can play as the Minions. That is Despicable Me, the game Minion Mayhem for the Nintendo DS. This was developed by WayForward. What is the name of the blue-haired half-genie heroine that is also developed by WayForward? And to which I said, fuck you. <laughs> he went on a rant. And it was... Oh, I did. Oh, it was so... Everyone was dying. Oh, it was so fucking funny. It wasn't uh, that fucking funny. The answer to that is Shantae. Um, I had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, the BMX, uh, BMX Triple X one was also a good one. Uh, BMX Triple X was a shame for even the developers when it released on consoles in 2002. Using the same engine and gameplay that X-Axis created for Dave Mirror Freestyle BMX, this game was supposedly created after a developer saw a raunchy sex comedy and wanted to spice up a mediocre game for sales. Some say that this was the nail in the coffin for a Z-Axis, but they went on to develop two other games, X-Men the Official Game and Guitar Hero Van Halen, uh, before closing their doors in 2010. Before their closure, however, they were in the midst of working on a title for a very popular and long-running franchise. The subtitle for this game was Devil's Brigade. What is that franchise? And none of us got it, and it no. was Call of Duty. Yep. Oh, so motherfucker. So that was those were a lot of fun to write. Um, the other categories they I weren't they they weren't a lot of fun to try to answer. <laughs> Uh, see, I don't, I don't like just standard trivia. So I do, 
I do random stuff like I'll give a brief description of a video game TV show and you tell me the name of that show or um, poorly described games. I give a poorly described game. You give me the name of the game. Um, real or fake news headlines. That one I think you enjoyed. Uh, I think you enjoyed all of them but sports games. I think that was the only one you didn't enjoy. Yeah, because it wasn't sports games. Yeah, still, <laughs> I still maintain and insist that it was not sports games. I think the hardest one that I had was uh, NES Final Bosses. That was a tough one, too. Um, uh, because, I mean, they didn't get really creative with their names. No. You know, and then the ones that did get incredibly weird with their names were never named in games. Some games just literally had boss as the final boss. I looked up uh, uh, um, Ghosts and Goblins, and it was like King Boss or something to that effect. It was yeah, like it was super simple. I was like Jesus, that is what the hell? Like it was, uh, it was ridiculous. But uh, the other category I had, you said potpourri already, um, and then I had uh, Animal Crossing general trivia. Because I figured it's in Animal Crossing, why not do that? But I think, yeah. honestly, in the next episode, I won't have any Animal Crossing trivia. I don't think it's necessary. No, I don't think it is either. But we had a lot of fun with that, man. That was, was a good time. I looked at my, by the way, I looked at my bank account after everything was said and done. I still have like eight, 8 million bells. Nice. So not only can I do the show again very easily, but I could do it a few more times before having to worry about bell shortage it was, a, it was a lot of fun um it, we, we were laughing and as much as i was bitching and ranting at the sports part i literally did have lots of fun and i was laughing i wasn't angry at all i was just oh, like I, you motherfucker yeah no i didn't think <laughs> you were actually angry Maybe, um, maybe like mildly annoyed that they were. Oh, annoyed, them. yes. <laughs> annoyed, yes. But annoyance is not fucking necessarily mean anger. Right. I was like, you, you son ranted, of a bitch. You wouldn't have ranted in a comedic fashion if you weren't mildly annoyed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, it, it was a lot of fun, though, and I hope I, we get to do was, that again what soon. What was cracking me up was that Remelay was a returning champion. He won the last time. and Dude, he was killing it. But he was getting terrible pulls out of the ground. Like all of his amounts were like five, 10,000. Yeah. But like and 25,000 here and there. Yeah. And and every time, time Ryan got an answer, he's like, Oh, I got 99,000 bills. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> like in two pulls, he's already got more than I amassed the entire game. Cause I only ended up with like 120,000 and then I lost it all in the final round. Yeah. And he ended up with over 730,000 at the end. And I was like, fuck me. I think the third episode is going to be even better because I think I've nailed a lot of the stuff that I've gotten wrong. Yeah, yeah. And you've got some more people that actually saw it and were watching live and commenting that are like, God, I want to play this like Cody. Cody's yeah. like, ah, oh, I so want to play this. Ryan's and I want to play roommate. it again. Huh? Ryan's roommate wanted to play. Oh, awesome. Uh, well, you know. After a few more shows go by, I definitely want a chance to come on like uh, the sad losers group. <laughs> um, I'll do I'll do a redemption episode. So like I'll get I'll get uh, um I'll get you and and whoever anybody else. that has anybody that hasn't won. 
Well, I want to get like the third placers. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm good. saying. Anybody that hasn't won. I got to watch the first episode and see who got the worst other than Valer. Because Valer did so fucking bad in that first episode. That's why he's my assistant and not, you know, a contestant. <laughs> um, he, in that first episode, man, he just, he just didn't know anything. <laughs> I love Valer to and death. It, and this is, this is, this is not, uh, an attack on Valer's intelligence at all. No. Valer's a very intelligent individual. He just doesn't have what most people would refer to as useless knowledge, a.k.a. trivia knowledge. Exactly, exactly. No, he's a very so, intelligent guy when it comes to most things. It's just when it came yeah. to useless video game trivia, he was like, fuck if I know. Um, yeah, yeah it was a lot sure of fun, I, man. I'm going to make sure I keep every episode's trivia because... I think it's that really way you dumb. don't reuse it. Yeah. I got to figure out what I'm going to attach to the seven degrees for next episode. I don't know yet. I'm telling you, man. Potent potables. Well, potent potables yeah. is basically potpourri, right? I know, but just name it after the fucking I know. I'm Jeopardy. Gonna. I'm gonna. I didn't think about it. <laughs> No, I'm 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 because I'm trying to figure it out because I don't want to do sports games again. I want to do something else, and I don't know if I want to make it off of video games. Uh, but I was also thinking like, what if I did it based off of the top selling video games of all time, and then somehow linked it to a random fucking movie? Oh Jesus! I know I'm evil, and I get it, but this is enjoyable to me. I mean, it was it was a good time. If I'm and broadening out will prob- just video games, I think it'll I think I'll have trivia done a I lot think, quicker. Yeah, yeah, that's what you should do too. Um, yeah, man, it's it's awesome. I can't wait until we do it again. Uh, you know, and even if I can't participate because you know I want to give other people turns too. Um, you know, when I come back on, I'm really looking forward to it. But I definitely let me know when you do it again so I can launch because I would love to being there to fuck with people. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I wanted to give like, uh, uh, at least three other people. I had to see that's. Well, Ryan's got to come back because he's defending champion, but then right. two other people so I think need to come I think on. If, if that's the case, it's Ryan, his roommate, and then Cody are my contestants, which if that's the case, fucking hot damn. Hell yeah. I have my contestants. I need, I need to get the trivia done if that's the case. Cause yeah. Well, th- see, there's your evening project for the week. I know what my evening project's going to be for the next few days. I need to finish getting this room set up. I ordered some stuff for my, well, you know, I told you uh, my workbench got here last Wednesday uh, when we recorded with Dante. It got here that evening, uh, but I was feeling like just dog shit later that evening. I got like really lightheaded and I had a migraine on top of that move in. I was like, fuck, I felt terrible. So Thursday, Misty and I built my workbench and I got that over there there's a one last thing i need to do to it like one part was bent so the top board doesn't set flush and i need to like get some vice grips and bend it a little bit in the middle where it's poking up so that board will fit flush other than that it's done i need to finish arranging it I, i like i have my paints on the top and i've got my hot wire cutter uh on the top um 
but I need to like all of my project stuff, my craft stuff, I need to arrange on the bottom shelf and the top shelf. And before I arrange things on the top, I got to fix that top shelf. But uh, I ordered some new stuff to go with it. I ordered uh, some like um, hooks for the pegboard for the back. It's like uh, an ADP set. It's got pegboard hooks and little bins, so you can put accessories in the little bins just right there on the back wall, hang tools and everything. And I got me uh, a little, uh, like a little handheld jigsaw uh, for cutting thin wood, like MDF materials and you right. know, other composite woods. Uh, because when I make these dioramas and things, uh, Sometimes it's best to use, depending on what materials you're going to use, if you want, say, for instance, uh, if you're working with Sculpt-A-Mold, uh, as it dries, it tends to shrink slightly and it will bow whatever it's on. And if it's not attached to MDF underneath that, it will draw up and make it warp. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I got a little little plug-in jigsaw for like 20 bucks you know for in here got a heat gun uh because those are always useful um also got a uh a new bigger cutting mat because the one i have is just like standard sheet of paper size and it's not big enough to cover the workbench so i've got one that's like two feet by a foot and a half uh got a paper trimmer uh, some other stuff like that. Just really going to be able to start working on focusing on all my projects here very, very soon now. That's I just awesome. need to get everything. Yeah. So all the stuff will be here in the next few days and then I can really get to it because I know what I want to do. Because remember when I first built that turtles lair for my uh, movie Ninja Turtle figures? Yeah. Um, I want to redo that because I've learned so much in the past year since I built that. And I want to redo it. And then this, the, right above it on the very next shelf, I want to do like a street level scene. So like they're in the sewer layer directly below the street level directly above. And because uh, I've got Shredder and Foot Soldiers too. Yeah. So it'd be cool to have them like in the back alley of a bodega or something. <laughs> fighting some Foot Soldiers. Yeah. And have them, have them connected. Like I may not even have the shelf in between i may just take out that shelf that it's on and so it's just like street level like the surface of the street and the underside of that layer is the ceiling to the layer and have them connected by a manhole uh and that way you know it's one big diorama instead of two separate on top of each other it's probably what i'll do Okay. So uh, that's that, that that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be uh, yeah, looking forward to the end of that. I mean that in the regards of I, I want to see the finished project. It looks sounds. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just excited to get back to working on stuff because I've I've not worked on anything in over two months. Like, and I got that miniature, that custom miniature of myself the other day. I'm looking forward to painting. Um. You know, so. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, I think I want to wrap this up. I uh, 
I'm going to get to work here soon. Um, DoorDash keeps constantly yelling at me in the app going, hey, it's busy. You make more money. Hmm. I like money. It's really funny. Like the, the way that the app kind of functions is uh, right now with COVID and the protests and whatnot, like they literally sent an email to us saying, hey, so between COVID and like um, uh, curfews, we're taking away all negative reviews you've had. You only keep the five stars. So like right now we're at 4.99. That's outstanding. Yeah, I was like, cool, man, whatever. I mean, we're already at 491. Like, it wasn't, like, that big of a fucking push, but I think what's really funny is that at the end of every month, I think I've talked about it, but at the end of every month, they do a Top Dasher reward, and that gives mm-hmm. you the ability to to work whenever the fuck you want. Um, you also get more orders and whatnot, and we're always a Top Dasher. We do a really good job with what we do. I communicate yeah, with yeah. customers and yada, yada, yada. Um but uh, with this, like, I kind of hope it doesn't allow bad dashers to get top dasher. Yeah. Because that was no, the I'll only thing. Like, keep, yeah, it was the only thing keeping it separate. So, I don't know. We'll see. But it has been kind of nice. And I do like driving. <sighs> but, all right, man. Let's uh let's go ahead and wrap this this bad boy up. Um, All right. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll make a note in the uh, on the socials when the episode of the trivia show is live, so everyone can kind of watch it and play awesome. along. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, guys, uh, we're still. When does that season of Dark come out? This month. Uh, two more weeks. Two more weeks. Yeah. So so yeah. So when, once it drops, we'll do the review for it after that, but probably not doing any reviews before then. Yeah, I was gonna say that, and I think Umbrella Academy will be the next review episodes. And that doesn't come out until the end of July. So right. Um, it's just these are these are very therapeutic for Josh and I. I feel like they are for me at least. Just kind of getting to express some shit and talk about whatever and get some stuff off our chest. It's nice, and we're really happy that you guys are listening. We had we've had some amazing feedback from the last episode with uh, Dante. Oh my god, yeah! I've had people hit me up and just saying thank you for doing this. Um, so yeah, it's it's we're happy uh, with the feedback we've gotten from that episode. We were thrilled to have Dante on as a guest. We want to have Dante on as a guest in the future where we can just shoot the shit yeah. and not be in, in such a um, uh, serious mode because, you know, it was a very serious topic. It really, it really right. is. And it's not something, that, okay, we talked about it. We'll never talk about it again. No, we'll talk about it again, I'm sure. Oh, um, yeah. But we want you all yeah, to, man. We, all, we all want you to use your, your, uh, rights as an American citizen correctly. We want you to to be informed as well. Um, I don't say that, I wouldn't say that we're the guys to inform you. I think you need no. to do that yourself. Uh, but if we if we can facilitate you becoming informed, that's fantastic. 
And by that I mean, you know, getting you on the board of wanting to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, thank you to everybody who hit me up. I've had multiple people hit me up and just saying, like, literally, these are the words they used. That was a powerful episode. Thank you for doing this from multiple people. Um, and I'm like, wow, that's two things that I don't, I've never heard before when we've been, and that we've done this powerful episode. We've had, yeah. you know, great episode, fun inter- episode, entertaining episode. But when you get that, it's like, damn, you know, it, uh, I'm, I'm happy that we did that. I'm proud of us doing that. And yeah, a lot, a lot of people out there with platforms, like, uh, I saw this very specifically, the Game Grumps, uh, Aaron put out a thing where he was like, should the Game Grumps make a statement? And almost overwhelmingly, the, co- the comments were just, yes, you have a platform, say something, don't be silent. And I knew that Josh and I did not want to be silent. We, were, no. we have this platform, let's use it. Yep. So I'm really happy that people enjoyed it. I'm really happy that people, like my dad listened to it, and he, he even said to me, like, I learned a few things. That I didn't know. Oh yeah, it's fucking fantastic. So, yeah, Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, just just thanks everyone again. If you haven't listened to it, please do. Yeah. Um, You know, I encourage you to listen to it. Um, and just take care of each other. Um, but yeah, as for let's put this baby to bed. Um. Follow us on all of our social media accounts. Like I said earlier in the show, the link to the John Oliver segment talking about the police uh, issues. And like I said earlier in the show, and I will reiterate again, I am not anti-cop. I'm anti-bad cop, anti-bad policy. Um, Watch that. It might be an eye-opening thing for you. Um, But that link will be down below with all of our social media. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Discord server, all of that. It's down below. As for me, if you want to follow me on other shows, you can do so. I appear on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel uh, every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on a show called Figabangin'. And then every Friday night around 9 p.m. Eastern on MPSP Theater uh, with that crew. Uh, those guys are my brothers. We have a great time. We talk about all the stuff going on in, uh, pop culture and nerddom. Uh, and you know, news has been slow. Oh, speaking uh, of that, I hope you guys on the next episode talk about the trailer that came out yesterday for, uh, Bill and Ted's, uh, but we'll, we'll be, we'll be talking about that and we'll be talking about, uh, as the time this releases, it'll be yesterday, but tomorrow's Sony's PlayStation 5 oh, yes, yes. conference. So oh, we'll be talking about that, too. Oh, yeah, me too. All right. Uh, that's, uh, you know, of course, me, myself. If you want to follow me, I'm on Facebook under my regular name. It's a public profile. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. They're linked on my Facebook. Uh, but those are all the places you can check me out. Greg, what about you? Uh, just about every social is uh, Chub Rock Geek. Um, you can also uh, follow Half Empty Energy Tank, or uh, it's at, at, at Half Empty E Tank, uh, because that's where I'll be doing the streams for the um, the trivia show. Um, but if you want to check out the first episode of the trivia show, which is a bit rough around the edges, because I also didn't have this mic at the time, um, 
that's on my YouTube, which is Chub Rock Geek channel. Uh, and yeah, you can play along with that one. I should have, I should have the other ones edited soonish. Um, but, um, yeah, other than that, that's about it for me. Um, again, like I said, guys, uh, we're not going to be reviewing things, reviewing things very often right now, uh, just because it's, it's just really nice to kind of just talk and not really worry about too much right now. Um, a lot is going on with our lives and, uh, adding extra stress is just not something we want right now. So, um, we, uh, we do plan on doing reviews of, like I said, Dark and Umbrella Academy. That's, that's very much on our radar. I know that there's some other things that people have wanted us to review. And, and we might talk about doing like a, a movie review or something to make, make you know a little bit less of a hassle for us. But uh, yeah, other than that, <laughs> that's, that's where that goes. Uh, but yeah, guys, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I highly recommend you do. We talked about a lot of topics and we gave some information about where to help if you still want to help. Um, these, uh, these protests aren't going to end anytime soon. So if you want to know all the information and, and how to help, there's various ways you can do that. And we kind of cover a lot of that. Um, but I think that's about it. I think that's about it. Uh, yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else. Josh, am I missing something? Not that I'm aware of. Alrighty. If that's the case, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you all. Take care of each other. Be kind. It's chaos out there. And we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. <laughs>